get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back. Episode 181 of the What Up, Though? Podcast. Yeah. So we're back after uh, dreaded voting day. I should say dreaded. Uh, <laughs> voting day. Uh, 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 a pivotal, uh, interesting election day, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, was, uh, it wasn't dreaded. I mean, we, we went into it with some, uh, with some hope and some aspirations. It, yeah, it, it I, went okay. I will say right out right out the gate, Michigan didn't fuck up. No, Michigan didn't Michigan, fuck up. Michigan knocked it out the park. For Michigan to be uh for the most part a red state, I mean, we 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 came out. Um I was looking at some numbers earlier um as far as and I I'm stupid cuz I should have had that shit before I Basically, we came out. We did it a lot more than 2 years ago. Um and I, I wonder if it's mostly because of uh, of of the weed legalization. <laughs> um, hey, if that's what brought black people out to the polls, I'll take it. You know what? And that's the thing, man. It's like like so many. I've seen so many people that's been like uh, pissed about all of the text messages and all that shit. And it's like, man, we've been wanting people to get the fucking vote for fucking years. I'm like. If I gotta deal with a punch, a bunch of whole ass random text messages tell me to vote for motherfucker get out, fuck it, man. I'm not mad at that shit at all. It was, none of them text messages bothered me no nine bit. Like I've been waiting on motherfuckers to get out and vote so bad. So I don't, none of that shit annoying me. Dude. Before we even discuss the numbers, like what it looked like, how did your specific polling situation look like? Like um, when you when you did you go in the morning? Did you go after work? Like so, I went after what was work. Your experience? I got there about four thirty. Um, I wanted to go in the morning, but I woke up late, and so I was like, "Fuck." Um, I wanted. Do you usually go in the morning? I've I've done both. It okay. just depends on how my day. If I, if I wake up or I say "fuck it," I right. do it. Just curious. If not, you know, I go in the afternoon. But for the most part, I have been in the morning, um, just because it was. I feel like I could get in there early without a huge crowd and get out, get it out the way. Um, so I woke up a little late, like "fuck it," I just go in in the afternoon. So. I got off work about four. Got there about four thirty. I was in and out, but it was still crowded as fuck. It was tons of people coming in, um, and I will say, if you know your precinct number, it seems to move a lot faster because you're not trying to figure out which uh, which area you go to and shit. Ironically, I don't know my precinct number, but I go to the same spot and I go to the same table every time. And I just assume I, I, I just assume it's the same one that, every time, so I go over there. That's one consistent thing about it. <laughs> the same is usually the precincts are at the same tables yeah. every year. And so shit, I'm going so. to the same table. I don't. I actually don't know my precinct. I just go to the same. Well, table. shit. I mean, if it's the same, and and, and it's funny you said it because the the, pre, the table I go to is the same fucking table every fucking time. So that's actually cool if they actually purposely do that. They set it up that I way. I think. They, I mean. I mean. Obviously, they do because it's yeah, worked out for you, me. Yeah. If you've done <laughs> so. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. So I went, like I said, around four thirty. Ooh, excuse me. Um, and it was pretty. I had like random. I think it's weird to say excuse me after you yawn. 
I don't know. Where does that come from, dude? I don't know. I've only heard you do it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I think it's weird because, like, I think there's a weird stigma for yawning. Like, people act like it's a signal signal of boredom, and it's not a signal of boredom. So no, I don't know why I, people feel feel a way about it. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, you just I, might be tired. Like, who cares? Been, you know, yeah, I don't know what it. He was like, oh, excuse me. I'm like, okay, one, this is me here, right. so I'm not going to take offense. <laughs> <laughs> and then two, like, shit, you might be tired. It's fucking 1043. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Might be tired. I, don't, I don't know what, what that comes from. But, but yeah, so um, I, like I say, about 430, it was about maybe four or five people in front of me at my precinct. So I think it's probably, I want to say it's maybe sake of argument, maybe eight to 10 different precincts there. Oh, wow. whatever. That's kind of a lot. Yeah. And so in every, every precinct, uh, had a decent line, you know, getting their, their information. Where do, you, so, where do you vote at? It's a school right on, uh, joy. Um, is it a big school? It's like an elementary school. Mine is like, Elementary school, but it's like three precincts, maybe. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a good number of precincts in it. Wow! But it's right up on uh, like uh, Joy, right 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 by Rouge. Mine is Bates. Well, it used to be Bates, not Bates no more. Oh, okay. But yeah, but I think uh, it's called some Dixon Academy or something. Uh, and back in the day, it used to be less. I'm not voting at a place called Dicks. Dicks, no Dicks. <laughs> but yeah, so Dicks. it was pretty seamless, man. Um, I think when my precinct, I ended up being, I was voted like 300 and something. Holy shit. Yeah. Which normally for the last, you know, few years, I've been like voter uh, 80. Voter, uh, <laughs> right. I mean, for real. <laughs> so, I mean, just on that alone, I knew that, you know, people was coming out and shit. Um, somebody was telling me they was on the east side and um, they they got to that polling place like Five thirty, said they ain't leave there to like seven thirty. Holy like it was shit! That, you know what I'm saying? So people really came out, man. And like, I mean, the weed uh, uh, proposal, that <laughs> I, I think was a huge. I think so too, though. But, I think that brought. I but think it's that so brought, crazy is that brought us out. Okay, pre not having uh, uh, weed become legal, weed has not been that hard to get. <laughs> so. That's I mean, very true. I mean, you, but, can, but, you can make but, a few calls. But we have to keep in mind, weed is not that hard to get for us. Like, if you a nigga in the hood, weed is easy to get. Well, if you yeah. are a uh, fucking Tyler fucking, I don't know, <laughs> whoever the fuck in the suburbs, maybe you, you need to have a weed man. Whereas, like, I remember when I was, like, 19, 20 and I could roll up to the liquor store and get like liquor without getting carded. You know, you got you. Everybody got that liquor store. You can roll up there and get not get carded. Yeah. And you ain't of age. Well, you can roll up into that liquor store and get that liquor and shit. It's niggas offering you weed when you roll up. Like, yeah, I got that weed. I got that weed. <laughs> like, like it's so easy to come by in the hood. But if like in I guess in the be, suburbs, I can see them. I can see them standing for that. You know, or older or something like that. I guess, yeah, but. I mean, it's just so. I mean, it was just shocking that people were coming out in 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 droves for it. But I mean, I, my thing is whatever gets these motherfuckers out here. Don't care. So, yeah, don't care. You know what I'm saying? So, I guess the 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 biggest part of them legalizing weed on a local level, uh, because for people that's not federally legal or whatever. But 
I guess the biggest part of this is just hoping that I should a random opens. crown apple in my pocket. Like, dude, oh, that's, dude, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's in there. <laughs> Fifth of night finds a pint in his just pocket. Just finds a pint in his pocket. <laughs> but I, I think I, for me, I hope it moves into the whole decriminalization of people who can, who would carry, who are going to jail for the for the amounts that we can almost carry now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got stories, man. I got stories. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I hope it leads to. You know, but I, I feel like, I mean, I, I feel like it was a it was a cool thing to uh, to push, but I feel like we just still, for the most part, you know available for a lot so but i but i was just hoping that they would vote that and then know then know enough to vote for the gerrymandering uh proposal and mm-hmm. the automatic i don't go with the, what the proposal was called but the one that you know automatically register to vote i forget yeah what yeah proposal three yeah, yeah and it wasn't a fourth one no oh, there God. was a fourth thing but it wasn't a proposal it was something different. I, I don't even remember because I, I when I voted, I I, I remember seeing four <laughs> options for uh, well proposals. Then it was another option. Yeah, like, like I that? got thrown off by that for a yeah. minute because I had to flip my ballot over, and the proposals are the last things. And I started from the bottom and moved up, and I thought I hit the last three, and I thought that it was the three proposals, but it wasn't. I don't know how the fuck I dumped ash on my fucking hat. Yeah, that's weird. Stupid. Uh. But yeah, so did you? So did you, were you familiar with any of the judges and any of that shit? Or uh, a little bit, but not really. I mean, I um, took I, one of my uh, my wife's uh, coworkers. Her her uh, fiance is a he's a lawyer, so I usually just sent a text him and ask him what is his thoughts. And so coincidentally, some of the people good, on that's there that's a good uh, advantage to have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, he told me a few people to vote for and so forth, and then. Um, I had a teacher who uh, Facebook friends with from high school, and usually I look on. He usually posts his opinion on people to vote for, and usually I just kind of follow his lead and so forth. So that's um, the that's the that's what I did. Like yeah. for the stuff that I'm not familiar with, I trust the i'll I'll vote for the I'll vote for the people who um people that I trust have endorsed. Yeah, exactly. So that exactly. yeah, that's kind of thing. Like so like. Like we talked about Abdul El Sayed, yeah. Uh, throughout the course of the primaries, and like, um, there's like a group called like it's like Southpaw. Or, uh, I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a group of like local Democrats, and they're like, "Hey, here's who we support." And you're gonna right. find that kind of shit. So yeah. if you got somebody you fuck with, and they say, "Who this is who I support," I roll. I roll with it by and large. That's kind of kind of kind of what I did because I don't like I don't know these fucking judges. That's, yeah, that's shit, what I did. You know, so and I, then I I also will vote heavily for women, just because I feel like, um, one obviously we need more uh, female representation in the government. Period. Yeah, absolutely. But then I also I I, I feel like women are more prone to making sound decisions when it comes to that kind of shit. So like I feel like if you have a if if you have a court of of women, you're gonna be more inclined to get more sound decisions, which is ironic because in in your in in our dealings with women in like relationships and shit like that, <laughs> like women can be like mad irrational. And I I know men get like upset like, oh man, it's hard dealing with women. They're so irrational. But 
um, when it comes to shit like that, like like high level decisions and and court rulings and shit like that, like I I by and large I trust women in those positions. So and then I under also now you trusting the women just served just women or black women? Well. Well, it's, it's it's for us. They both align because in Detroit, it just, the women that's, that's are usually what black it is women. Anyway. <laughs> so, and the only reason I say that because I it, and it shows with this uh, this election is that you still have huge numbers of white women voted against their own interests again. Mm-hmm. Like like you bitches ain't learned shit, dude. Like <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Yeah, no, I, I look at it as in Detroit, within my precinct and, and within the city. It's largely black women, yeah. so I don't have to really think about it too hard. But if I lived in like you know like a, a suburb like West Bloomfield or some shit like that, I might rethink that a little bit because, yeah, like you so, said, white women white women tend to kind of like vote against their own self interest. But yeah, no, I I I largely voted for a lot of uh, candidates that people who I know candidates who I already support who they've in, I, I'll vote for who they endorse. So it's like you know I, I I do my fair share of research, which is probably more than the average person. But at the same time, I don't research everything. I don't know every candidate. So if I have somebody who I know, who I support, and who I respect their decisions and beliefs, and they say, you know, we support this group of people for this for these particular uh, uh, titles, I'll, I'll I'll vote for them based off that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I mean, it's fine. But um, it was interesting that you mentioned that you were three hundred something because um, you said you were three hundred something at what? Like you said four four thirty four thirty four. Yeah. So um, I have consistently voted after work because you know I got I got two kids. Um, my mornings are hectic and crazy. I can't fit voting into the mornings. I don't even know what it looks like, so I can't budget that time. I can't be like. That's, oh, if I real. budget an extra half hour, I can go vote. I don't know what that's going to look like, so I'm not going to even entertain that. But I know the polls close at 8 o'clock. I can get off work at 6, maybe earlier if I need to. I can get there in time to make sure that I vote, so I'll just default to voting after work. So since I moved, um, I guess it really, really back into the city, but um, I lived downtown for a little bit, so I voted at... Um, a spot downtown which didn't get too much traffic but um since i moved back into the actual city um the school that i vote at has been dead every single time every single time i go so i get there probably seven ish six thirty seven so polls close at eight um it's dead every time i go i can go right up to the pole i can go right up to the booth um there's never a wait I usually get a I'm usually a very 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 low number like somewhere in between the 50s and the 80s of w- what number I I show up as. Uh yesterday I was 320 something. So I mean 300 something at 7 o'clock is not good in the general sense, but that's six times what I I'm accustomed to. Mm. So that, to me, indicated that people were showing up. I had to wait a minute before I could even actually go to the booth. They were all full. And... Um, it's like one of those... 
those happy inconveniences and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad about it at all. I had the time. I was yeah. there. It was a very short wait, but it was accustomed to. It was opposed to no wait at all. It was like no wait versus a short wait. No big deal. And then I saw this morning that uh, Michigan's turnout was the highest in a midterm in fifty six years. So that is amazing. Though. That is yeah, that's amazing. And I think that I think that just speaks to the fact that people are unhappy with the current administration. There's but no there's no way around it. But it's just what it is. It's so crazy though. It's like people who probably wouldn't have voted are voting and it's showing. But it's like these races are damn near shit 49, 51% in a lot of cases. So it's like the people who wasn't voting are voting, but it's like the people who wasn't voting that was in the red are coming out the vote too and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's such an interesting dynamic that they're like, fuck this shit. We're not letting these motherfuckers take over. Because it's not like we're voting and we're just taking over 70%. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. a lot of these are going, you know, 40 to 60%, you know, closer races and shit like that. And it's like, is it just a, is it a, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it a fear that Dems and blacks are going to take a lot of spots that, that whites are really coming out now to vote? Like, I, I don't think that they, I don't think that they're concerned with our turnout. I just think it's just a situation where our turnout just increased because um, Democrats or uh, middle income, low income, poverty type folks are seeing that this administration ain't really for them. So they want to actually get out there combined with the fact that we had the weed shit on there. Like I, there's, there's no data to support that there's a correlation between the, the weed shit and the turnout, but it played a factor. I got to believe it played a factor. Like if we wasn't on the ballot, no, niggas I, I, probably I, wouldn't have showed up like they I, did. But. I, I feel very confident that that was a, a huge, but I'm like, Hey, if it brings them out. Yeah. To, to, I don't care. You know, but I'm like, and the weed shit is good, man. Like, I saw someone say that um, they were like, "Yo, if um, if the weed shit is all you voting for, it was Eric. If the weed shit is all you voting for, then you fucking up." And it's like, I kinda, but like at the end of the day, the weed shit, it's not really. I, I think in the minds of a lot of people that went out and voted for it, it was about accessibility to weed, but at the same time, like. The weed shit is good for the economy. Like, that's 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 income, man. Like, that shit is going to be taxed heavily, which is going to make the weed pricier, fair enough. But that's money that's already allocated to going to shit that matters and that's helpful, like schools and roads and shit like that. So, like, that revenue is going to be, should be, properly should be. allocated to shit that matters. I so, mean- it's like, it, it it's important to actually have that shit legalized, man. And... At the end of the day, all all laws that pertain to weed disproportionately affect black people. So you talk about right. you got mad niggas locked up over that shit for minor weed possession and all this kind of shit, building up the prison population, all that kind of shit. And those people shouldn't have to deal with that. Like that should be a thing where it's like it, it it's 
far less dangerous than alcohol, which is widely accepted and widely regulated. So, I mean, if 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 it takes if it takes people being able to access weed, which is far less dangerous than alcohol, and it gets black people out to vote, I'm for it. It's right. cool. And and if we can on top of that, we can benefit for, you know, roads and schools and shit like that. Great. I'm with it. So, and and motherfuckers will pay that will pay that tax to get that weed for no you know, with no repercussions from it. And it's going to be like you can carry two and a half ounces, you can grow, all that kind of shit. So, I mean, it, it's going to work out, I think. So, another, one of the other proposals was about uh, um, gerrymandering. So, I've been trying to figure, because I haven't seen a clear definition, I, I don't, and I don't have a clear understanding of what gerrymandering is. So, in layman's terms, how do you explain gerrymandering? So, um, like, when the census comes out, the census, uh, you know, the census is like basically who all live here, basically. The census will distribute like what what types of people live in what areas, and that determines the um, the district outlines, like who who lives in what district. Gerrymandering is where you have the districts out the the outlines of the districts mm-hmm. um tailored toward who lives where so like if you if you are um someone who lives in a <clears throat> excuse me a um primarily black um lower income area you might be district you might be put into a district where your 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 vote doesn't count as much. Okay. And that shit is kind of determined by the government, right? So with our proposal too, it allows it it, it creates a a uh a uh, like a like a group of people who would determine how the districts are realigned. And it said it would be like a group of like I think it was eleven people. So it would be like four registered Democrats, four registered uh, Republicans, and three independents. Okay. And they will help determine how the districts are realigned. And right now, it's determined in a way where um, politicians can uh, change the district realignments in a way that benefits them. So it, it essentially it takes um, the power out of politicians who can determine the um how the districts are aligned and puts in the hands of this this uh group okay so it it make basically it makes it so that they can't realign the districts in a way that benefits them it makes it so that it puts the power in the, in the hands of the people per se says so it's basically nonpartisan and they can determine how the districts are aligned once the census comes out so it, it it just it just makes it more fair to how uh the districts are aligned per like the the population and shit. Okay. So you. it 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 it's a good move. Is it voting yes on that was a good move. Having it passed was a good move. Uh gerrymandering is something that can be manipulated 
to make it so that you can get a uh an allotment of of house representatives tied to shit that you might want it to look like uh, so like oh yeah we can have these amount of people in this district and then we can have x amount of representatives to represent this this district and this amount of people or whatever and you can make it so that it can be i guess disproportionate disproportionately put in a way where it benefits you as a politician whereas now with us making it so that this group can uh determine the district alignment it makes it so that it's more fair i guess would be i guess the best way i could put it i, I i'm it's really hard for me to explain i have a i have a very rough understanding of it i know what it is but i it's hard for me to really explain it like i i don't completely get it to be Man, honest I, 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 get a, I, I get the I get the I get the 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 basics of it it's just hard for me to really explain I, I to be perfectly honest I'm not I'm not an expert on it I just know it to a degree and I just know that gerrymandering is something that is used to the benefit of politicians and that the way that we have it now with our uh with, with us voting yes on proposal two it puts it makes it more fair Basically, but yeah, it, it's sketchy. I've, I've had many people ask me about it, and I'm, I clearly <laughs> str- struggle to explain it. It's but I, I it, try. It's a lot better than what I kept looking. I kept looking up, and, it, and all the articles kept just showing that you know, you know, the proposal would pass, but wasn't really actually explaining the shit. So yeah, it's it's just about the redistricting, redistricting, and it. It makes it so that politicians can't redistrict in a way that benefits them. It puts it more in the hands of the people. Oh, okay. It's the be- the best way to put that's it, I sounds, guess. Yeah, that's that's definitely a lot lot better than what I was reading. So we had those two proposals. Then we had the proposal to automatically register to vote. I think when you uh, when you get your ID or your driver's yeah, license, yeah, like Secretary of State shit. Yeah. Yeah, which and is a, the, seemed like it could be a no brainer. Like, why why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, and and to allow people to vote absentee without having to provide an excuse. Now that's major. I think. Yeah, like you don't have to be like, yeah, I'm gonna be out of town or whatever. You like, you can vote absentee without an excuse. So that's that's good shit. Um, there's been a lot of shit that I've heard and I've seen. We can talk about this later because it it pertains to other shit that I've seen, but. Um, the idea of just being able to vote, uh, actually just being able to have the right to vote in situations where it might have been a sh- more of a struggle otherwise. Okay. It's yeah. Mastodon hidden. Yeah, I bet. Man, it was on Saturday. So we had... Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Eddie. Uh, if you're listening to Eddie, Crowbag had- Mastodon hidden. Right. We had uh, our our big governor race. Uh, mm-hmm. What was it? Uh, was it a Senate race? Yeah, we had um, so Debbie Stabenow was up against yeah. John James, black dude who was Running inexplicably pro Trump, heavy Trump dude. He his whole campaign, every commercial was all, all about military shit. Um. He lost, wasn't he? Wasn't he from here, Detroit? 
Detroit? Went, I don't know. I don't know where he's from. I swear he went to like wise. a Detroit school or high school. I think he went to I don't like. Know. Did he? I had to look him. I thought he went to Detroit. Go ahead, look it up. Um, he John um, James is John James. Yep. So John James, Republican, black dude, uh, veteran. Uh, he's running for um, Senate seat. Um, he was very pro-Trump. Uh, <laughs> he actually put up more of a fight than I think was expected. Uh, it was a little bit closer than I think was expected. Uh, he still lost, which is which is good. But um, yeah, he put up he put up a little bit of a fight. But uh, we retained our uh, Democratic seat with Debbie Stabenow. Um, our governor race went Democratic as well. Uh, Bill Schuette was extra super trash, and he lost handily. He got he got mopped up. Um, I entered the polls, voted for Gretchen Whitmer, our Democratic nominee, very reluctantly. I'm not a fan of hers. Um, as we've talked about in the podcast before, I was all about Abdul El Sayed. He didn't get the nomination, but you know it was one. Of the, it, it was very reminiscent of 2016 for me. I uh, was pro Bernie in 2016. Uh, Bernie won Michigan, but lost the overall joint. Um, we had to roll with uh, we had to roll with Gretchen Whitmer over here, and um, well, I I I I. I Combine two things. Uh, I likened our governor race to the presidential shit back in 2016 because um, Bernie was running. He won Michigan, but he lost the overall joint. We ended up having to roll with Hillary. And I begrudgingly voted for Hillary, even though I wasn't a fan because Trump, obviously, trash, whatever. Um, And our governor race was similar to that. I was a big fan of Abdul. He was supported by Bernie. I was there. And uh, Abdul didn't end up winning. We, didn't have, we ended up having to roll Gretchen Whitmer, a woman, just like Hillary. I'm not a big fan of Gretchen Whitmer, but just like Hillary versus Trump, Whitmer versus Shooty was a <laughs> pretty obvious call. So I had to begrudgingly go in there and vote for Whitmer, but... Um, I really like Garland Gil- Garland Gilchrist, her uh, her running mate. Um, I didn't have too much interaction with him, but um, I saw him in the hood, which I respected. <laughs> uh, I was going through a um, uh, like a uh, what's it called? Um, fuck, why am I draw- why am I drawing a blank on the most simple fucking shit? A, um, I can't even help you because I have no idea what you're talking about. Like a uh. Garage sale, like so, you have a block with garage sales and shit. Mm-hmm. There's a whole block party with garage sales and shit, and he was there campaigning, just in the hood, chilling, campaigning. And my wife, for the city clerk, or this is for the this, actual- yeah, this is when he's running for city clerk up against oh, okay. uh, Janice Winfrey, and we stopped at a house looking at shit that was sitting outside the house of this garage sale, and he was there, and my wife met him. I was in the car because I'm like. Fuck this. I don't really, I don't really feel like doing this. I'm trying to fucking, I want to take a nap. But uh, <laughs> she she met him. Like, she met Garland Gilchrist. But he, the, the, the fact that he was just, like, out in the hood in a fucking garage sale 
campaigning. I respect that. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, so I respected that. So when she put him as her running mate, I was like, oh, cool. So I fuck with that nigga. So, um, yeah, so I cast my vote for those two, and they ended up winning decisively. So that was good. Uh, Michigan showed off for those two. Uh, Stavanaugh got uh, reelected, so they showed out on that. All our proposals won. Marijuana, the gerrymandering, and the uh, easier access voting, all that shit won. So Michigan showed out. But let's talk about um, <laughs> what the overall country shit looked like. So Florida got fucked up, fucked over. Uh, <laughs> Florida, man. Um, I don't know the details of the the results or the specifics of the results in Georgia, but all I know now is that they're doing a runoff. So they they I don't understand totally what runoffs is. So they're actually revoting uh, December fourth or fifth. Is that for sure? Uh, at least the last I saw. I saw that was a thing that could Excuse potentially me. happen, but I didn't know if it was for sure. But the way it works is that some states have a thing where, like, if one candidate doesn't get 51% of the vote, then they do a runoff. So when I went to sleep last night, Georgia was not looking good for Stacey Abrams. Right. But when I woke up this morning, it was still up in the air. And she was saying that they had enough absentee ballots and other shit to where she felt like um, her opponent wouldn't hit the 51%. So I don't know what the current status is, but if he don't hit the 51%, then it's going to be a runoff, and they'll do it again in December, like you said. Now, when they say do it again, people have to come out to vote again? Yep. Uh... So um, what's the thing you said before that? Florida. Florida. Yeah, fucking Florida, man. So... I want to tell a story about Florida. Okay. It's a very interesting story. So, this morning, my wife posted an article. No, it wasn't an article. It was a, a, like a meme. And it said that uh, today or last night, 40% of black men earned the right to vote. And it said something like, think about that. Like, let that marinate. Something like that, right? So, I listen to a podcast every morning during the weekday. It's about 13 to 15 minutes long. It's called Up First. It's by NPR. And all they do, all they do is really kind of like recap political shit that happened the day before. It's just like giving you a rundown. It drops at like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yo, this is what happened last night. This is what you know, the day looks like just kind of like recapping political shit real quick and talking about, excuse me, talking about Florida. Um, they have, so aside from Florida, NPR, any podcast that they have, they will promote other NPR podcasts. Every now and then they'll say, Hey, we have this other podcast. Listen to it. Not, you know, very, like, low-key promotion. Like, it, they don't hit you over the head with it. They're just like, yo, if you like this, we have this other podcast. You can listen to that. It's NPR. You know, they're trying to get, you know, crowdfunding and shit like that. So, uh, one thing they did, I it, listening to Up First, they haven't done this before. They posted 
over the weekend, this past weekend on Saturday, an entire episode from another NPR podcast. And it's just something that kind of like delves deeper into like uh, individual political shit. And this one was about um, Florida. So Florida has a law had, (laughs) they had this law up until yesterday, but they had a law where if you were convicted of a felony, you can't vote again for the rest of your life. It's like based, it's based from the Jim Crow era and it, it largely revolves around basically trying to like keep niggas from voting basically. And, uh, it's a thing where like, if you get the, if you get a felony, you serve your time and there's something like a, a certain amount of time, like say like 10 years, something like that have to pass. And then you can basically ask for the right to vote again. And you go in front of the governor and three other three other people, and you basically like plead your case, like, "Yo, I did this crime where, however long ago, um, I served my time, I did this, whatever, yada yada. I want to be able to vote again." And it talked about it. It focused on two individuals who committed crimes back in like the nineties. One person, uh, let me see if I can remember what they did. Um, one person uh, was like a mail carrier, okay. and she got hit with a charge of like mail tampering, where she supposedly used like a credit card that was getting delivered to somebody else and used that to like buy shit. And the other one was shit. I can't. Remember, I can't remember the other one. But the person who did the the mail shit supposedly, she got she didn't she didn't serve no time, she just got probation for x amount of time, and she got hit with I think it was like a third degree felony. The other person served eighteen months for whatever. Oh no, her shit was like uh, some drug shit. It was like she introduced one person to another person. They bought drugs or whatever, and she got caught up in it. And served 18, 18 months on this felony for something drug related, right? So both of those crimes happened in the nineties. And both of them in twenty eighteen went to uh the governor of Florida to basically ask to get their voting rights back because the law was like if you get if you get convicted, you can't vote anymore ever. You just gotta ask, you gotta ask, and if they grant it, you good. So the one who uh, served the time, she was like sixty something. Like currently, she's like sixty something. At the time, I guess she would be forty something. And she basically like pled her case, you know, like yo, look, I I went back to school. I got my I got a I got a degree. I got my own business. You know, I, I'm doing good for myself. Yada yada yada. And the whole idea was that people come in front of Rick Scott, who at the, Rick Scott was the governor at the time, but last night he was running for Senate in Florida. And he won, by the way. And so they go in front of this panel that was Rick Scott and like three other people. And they basically like plead their case. Like, you know, I, I know I got convicted of this, but. I'm try- I got my life together. I, I just want to vote again, fam. Like, just let me vote. And 
he asked her some shit like, so I heard you got some speeding tickets or some shit. I heard you got traffic tickets. She's like, yeah, I was speeding. And then one of the other people on the panel was like, uh, so I heard you voted in 08. And she was like, yeah, I didn't know I could, I, I didn't know that I couldn't vote. So I, you know, I was accident. Like I didn't know I couldn't vote. And he, and then Rick Scott was like, denied. So she ain't got no right to vote. She can't vote. And that was it. That's not like a shitty ass reason. To- it's, it's, it's super shitty because like, well, it's shitty period. The other person who didn't serve no time, she showed up at her shit and she gave her, you know, gave her story. And ultimately, she was given the right to vote again. Um, the one that was given the right to vote again was white. The one who wasn't was black. Of course. Um, of course. And basically, there was an amendment on Florida's ballot yesterday to get rid of that. To basically allow anybody who... If you got convicted of a felony, if you serve your time, you get out, you do probation, all that shit, you pay your fines, you're eligible. And that passed. So Florida is good right now in that respect. They had like like one over a million people who are now able to vote now and shit because of that. Yeah, so it was the numbers that I saw said that at the time there was 1.5 million people who are not eligible to vote based on prior felony convictions. Uh, it said that one in five black people were not eligible to vote because of it. And the meme that I saw said that 40% of black men were not eligible. Um, they It passed yesterday, so that's gone, but... The the podcast I was listening to said that uh, they don't have like flat out like data for uh, who gets approved to vote and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. But that some newspaper did a poll, or I uh, I don't know, I don't want to say a poll, but uh, they they did some kind of tracking and they found that white men were given back the right to vote three times more often than black men were. But the, the, they were still saying like race doesn't factor, but bullshit. Right. So Florida, (laughs) Florida. and, And if you look at historically for Florida, man, like look at Florida just last night, Andrew Gillum lost by an amount of votes that if those people were allowed to vote, he might've won. And then you look at fucking back in uh, two, 2000 when Al Gore lost to George Bush based off of the based off of the vote in Florida that was like he lost it by fucking a number of votes that we count on our hands. <laughs> like if those people had been allowed to vote, maybe Al Gore would have won back in 2000. So it's like. Yeah, it, there was a lot of crazy shit that, that went down last night, man. It was real interesting. Yeah, that's so many more people. You know, that's that's just crazy that that you can decided people can't vote because of certain discrepancies and you know they've been charged with and shit. Yeah. So last night was, I think, a. A decent night for Democrats. Like they, they took back the House, which everybody knows at this point 
they lost some Senate seats, which was discouraging, but at the same time, the, the seats that they lost were Democratic seats and red states, and they were also people who voted against Brett Kavanaugh mm-hmm. for the Supreme Court spot, and the one Democrat who retained his seat in a red state was the one who voted for Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> so that was interesting too. So there was a lot of <laughs> a lot of real interesting shit that happened last night that uh kind of gets lost in in the in the whole thing. Like, oh, Democrats won the house. Um my most most interesting aspect of last night was um I I did kind of I guess not not really lose faith, but I was not a big fan of CNN last night. Trump talks all all the time about CNN being very leftist and very anti-Trump, which is fair because he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But um, watching the results last night from about the eight to nine hour, things were not looking so great, and CNN was very biased in their coverage. Like they made it sound like. Things were perfectly okay, and you're watching a a Democratic candidate who was up, and then now his his lead is decreasing. Now it's tied. They're like, he still now the Republican is increasing. Like, yeah, yeah, and, they, and they're telling me that I should be fine, but I'm like, I know how math works, and I'm seeing the Republican candidate who was down, who's now tied, who's now increasing his lead, and the number of votes coming in is increasing. So now we're at like 97%. 97% of votes are in, and the Republican candidate is now in the lead, and you're telling me like, well, there's this one district where there's some Democratic votes to be had, and there's still hope. Like, don't feed me that shit, man. Like, just be real. So that that irritated me a little bit. I don't, I don't think that there's a, a venue for completely unbiased analysis. I feel like you got CNN and MSNBC who are going to be heavy left and they're going to feed you what you want to hear and then you got Fox News going to feed you what you want to hear if you're part of that party. And I, I would I would have liked to have watched election coverage last night where they just say just a non-biased Yeah, just, this is what's happening. It's fucked up for these people. It's great for these people and it just is what it is. This is what it's looking like. You you don't have to convince me one way or the other. I've already voted. You don't have to sell me on anything. Just give me the results as they are and tell me what I can expect. Don't yeah. try to sell to me on something. The, the, you know, selling you on it. That's one thing. And like I can say, the calls didn't bother me. The text, whether I just said I didn't get any vote calls. But I think the one thing that bothers me so much about the polls is all of the people with all the pamphlets and shit. All that shit gets on my fucking nerves. Like, I purposely parked far down so I can walk and be around them so I don't have to like interact with them. I'm just like I, I typically for the most part I've always known who I was going to vote for before I got there. I don't need your fucking flyer right there to tell me that shit. Right. Who's walking up like I don't know what I'm going to do. I hope somebody at the door lets me know. But the cool is that they can't be within like 100 feet of the door or something like that. There's a really? law about that. Yeah. They can't be close to the door. So that's why if you ever notice they're probably farther away than the door and shit like that or they could be in the parking lot but they can't be within so many feet of the entrance or something like that 
Fair enough. Excuse me. So I'll take it. But yeah, so it was a uh, um, interesting uh, voting day. So I got finished voting. Uh, ended up picking up my sister, and we went out hung out. So we was down in like I guess court, Cat Quarter area because we went to uh, Peterborough. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah, we went to Peterborough, and then we ended up going to the Red Wings game. Dude, let me tell you how the Red Wings, the real, the hockey as a sport really doesn't have black re- representation. <laughs> Red Wings games are like the fucking Republican Party of sports. Bruh, I felt like I was at a white, a, a white party, like a legit white people party. Uninvited. Not a white party where people wear not, white clothes. Not, not, not like black <laughs> folks to go to white parties, but a legit white party. And dog, it was crazy, but. I don't watch a lot of uh, hockey, so we got there right at the end of the first period. And so my, my, my sister kept saying quarters. I'm like, look, quarters is four. <laughs> it's only three periods. Don't say quarter. We don't want to stand out that bad. <laughs> right. So we get there right at the end of the first period. And then it's like a almost a 10-minute intermission. And then the second period goes. Then it's 20-minute intermission before the third period. Like, why is there so many fucking long breaks, dude? That seems weird. I had no idea it was like that. Maybe because, I, I mean, I've never watched probably a full hockey game on TV and shit to even know this shit. But, dude, intermission's long as fuck, man. Yeah. Like, 10 minutes, well, we just sitting there just twiddling our thumbs, just watching the ice and shit. Watching and then, the Zamboni? Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh... Second period goes, and then it's like a, it's even longer. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you this? sure it was longer? Or did it just feel longer? Nah, it was 18 minutes, dude. It was longer, <laughs> dude. But I don't know. I kept vision put uh, picture in my head the breakdown of of LCA because I think at some place, some other places in the past, the ice rink used to be under the floor, and they would just take up the uh, like the basketball court at some places. But I was hearing they would get, like, uh, condensation and th- stuff on the basketball floor and stuff, so they couldn't do that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. So I watched the video. Pretty much, that shit is probably, the ice and the floor is all probably, like, six feet by three feet blocks. And they just fit that shit in. Hmm. So for the for LCA, Little Caesars Arena, they take up all of the fucking floor they put all of these ice blocks down, and then that's it. They run water over it, I guess, to seal the scene. And you see that in the intermission? No, 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 no. I watched a video on how they break it down. Oh, okay. So that's all I kept thinking about, looking at the scene, looking at the ice, like, man, what blocks? You can't really see the blocks, but yeah. They load all that shit in big ass. It's almost like a a, 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 a picture, dude. Like a, huh. like a puzzle picture and shit, dude. Hmm. But yeah, so... That was a, but I kept just thinking about that the whole fucking time. But yeah, so how was the experience overall though? Because I've never sat that close to the hockey game. So that was, dope. and I've always wanted to sit like at the glass. So that was like two two rows back, and it's dope as fuck because, man, I swear hockey on TV is not interesting at all. But seeing it so close and hearing the shit, man, that man a puck came hit that glass so goddamn hard, dog. I just, <laughs> man, I, I knew we were done, dude. That shit should have shattered as as hard. as oh, I would love that, man. But yeah, so that was pretty dope. It's just being close is kind of go, kind of cool. Uh, I've never been close to the Red Wings. They're not man. really like they're not small guys. I mean, no, they're not yeah. like six eight basketball player, but these they ain't small guys. 
And then the what amazes me still with hockey is that people cheer and and it's, and fighting is just allowed. <laughs> like motherfuckers was scrapping, dude, and everybody's just cheering. Uh, the refs just watching the shit. I'm like, this is it's like arch rivals and shit, dog. But it's like hockey. Like, what the fuck? That's amazing. That st- that shit is still just just normal shit. You know what I'm saying? My history with hockey, man. Like, I by and large love watching hockey. I don't get to do it because I don't. I can't prioritize it in my life. Right, but. If somebody if somebody were to ask me about how I feel about hockey, some of the best moments that I've had watching sports have been tied to hockey. Oh, word. because hockey is like one of those things where I never thought that. No, yeah, I, I I've never talked about it before. Ho- hockey, watching hockey is it's a thing where like you really never like anything could pop off at any time, right? So you can spend a the vast majority of the hockey game on like the edge of your seat because a hockey game, like you look at a basketball game, that shit is like, you know, scores like a hundred to 98, you know, motherfuckers, you know, shooting, getting dunks, like scoring happens often in hockey. Scoring doesn't happen often. So you spend a lot of time on the edge of your seat. Like, is it about to happen? Is it about to happen? Oh, it almost happened. Oh, it didn't. Oh, it did. Oh, great. Yeah. And it's like, it's really hype. And for me, as a as a obvious obviously a diehard Pistons fan, obviously my greatest sports moments are tied to the Pistons. The Pistons have three titles in my lifetime, well, ever. All have happened in my lifetime. And obviously those are my favorite moments in sports. Mm-hmm. But if somebody were to ask me what are your favorite um like playoff series or playoff games that you've seen, it'd be Red Wing shit. Like the... Oh, fuck. What year was it? I can't remember the year. But there was a year where the Red Wings played the Blackhawks in the Western Conference Finals. And it was probably the greatest playoff series I've ever seen. Uh, Like, it was so exciting. Every game was like a one-goal deficit. A bunch of them went into overtime, which means that it's like, uh, you know, uh, whoever scores first wins. Mm. Sudden death. Sudden death overtime, shit like that. A bunch of the games went into that shit. It, it's, it's like super, super tense. And I've, I've loved hockey for that, for the fact that with, with it being fairly low scoring, Anything can happen at any time, and the shit can be crazy. So, like, I love watching hockey because it's always so like edge of your seat, edge of your seat type shit. Like, oh, oh, are they gonna do it? Oh, 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 no, he didn't score. Oh, he's about to. Oh, it's so like, oh, is it gonna happen? Oh, it's not gonna happen. And it's like very, very like herky jerky. Like, oh, it can happen. Oh, it's not. And it's super fucking loud, man. Just the hitting. Hitting bodies against the glass and shit, and well, that's a different experience. I haven't experienced that, <laughs> so so like that is I've, crazy, dude. All the Red Wings games I've been to have been in suites, and that that's I'm not trying to brag. It's just like shit well, I got lucky thing, with. The two, the two, but like the two sitting games, down by the glass, I've yeah. always I've always wanted. And to that do was that. the first time for me because the two times I went to Red Wings games 
was once for my uh, bachelor party, and then I went with my wife. Her job had a booth, but even but that was at Joe Louis, so I'm assuming the booth here got to be fucking awesome at LCA. So I've been um, to I've, I've watched a game in the suites in LCA, but it's like. It's more for the experience of being in a suite because it's like yeah. the food and all that kind of shit and having all that all that convenience. But like that shit pales to me in comparison to actually being behind the glass. Like right. I'd way rather be behind the glass than be in a suite. And being uh, yeah. courtside at a basketball game is cool. It's great, but that I feel like that don't got shit on being behind the glass at a hockey game, man. Like, and Red Wings fans are nuts, man. I mean, it's it's. High level uh, racism and Trump shit, but <laughs> to a fault. Yeah, it's hilarious, man. But yeah, but it's definitely not a lot of us going to those. No, no, you were probably the only two in the two in the arena was black. I, I, I love hockey. Watching it, like I like watching it. it like it's it's dope to me. But um, there, I I do still have a lot of um, resentment toward the fact that um. It really is like a white sport, man, and it's not really, it's not accepted to black folks, man. Nah. Like I don't know, no black hockey players. Like you, you get like one or two black hockey. I hear players. like one like, or two. Oh, is that one black guy? Yeah. And it's like oh, but okay. For the well. most part, nah, that shit ain't popping. And I, I don't need black players to be in hockey to enjoy it, but at the same time, it's almost kind of like an unspoken kind of thing. Like, yeah, niggas don't fuck with hockey. It's it's not really for y'all. It's like, well, I would like it to be for us, but right. <laughs> like, thanks for not inviting us in. Like, right. we just got to sit here and feel awkward. That but was definitely the cookout they did not invite us to. But I, I, envy, I envy your ability to sit near a glass because yeah, that was dope, though. That I was, was my that first time, and I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, I'm like, shit, man. I don't even want to sit further up no more. Like, and imagine being at that shit when the Red Wings were good, mm-hmm. which is. Which was for a smooth 20 years. 20 fucking year <laughs> streak of making it to the playoffs. Dude. Yeah, so imagine being behind a glass when the Red Wings were good with, like, Eisenman and shit like that, man. Like, that would have been dope, man. I, I'd have loved that. Uh, I was a really, really, really big fan. I, I mean, I'm still a big fan, but, like, I I watched it heavily in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I watched hockey heavily back in that time, man. And I still yeah, I, say to this I, I day, watching it all. I still say to this day, the best playoff series I've ever seen was a hockey playoff series. Is that the the Red Wings Blackhawks series that I talked about mm-hmm. earlier? That's the best playoff series I've ever seen. Uh, that I, t- I think about that. I think about the 2002. The fact the fact that I can still remember everything about this shit. The 2002 NBA Western Conference Finals which was between the Sacramento Kings and the Lakers and anything with the Pistons where they, you know, where they, you know, had good showings. But, like, the that 2002 Western Conference Finals and a lot of the shit with the Wings in the late 90s, early 2000s, man, great, great, great playoff sports, man. Some of the best times of my life, man. I stayed up. They played um, the Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs. And because of that, it had a um, well, Colorado Avalanche, Quebec Nordiques, whatever. They had the the time shift, so it would be like games that would start at like ten thirty and shit. 
So I'll be up until like 1 2 o'clock in the morning this shit, watching hockey, watching man. All that shit. Yeah, it was dope, dog. It was some of the best times of my life, man. I, I really enjoyed watching that shit. And then when I watched the NBA playoffs, when they had the, the double headers on TNT, and they would play Scarface afterwards, <laughs> I'd be up until like 3 o'clock in the morning watching NBA playoffs and then watching Scarface. Yeah, it was really good times, man. I, I, I miss it. I, I don't. I don't feel for the NBA for the NBA the way I did back then. So yeah. um uh one thing one other thing I want to talk about with the elections and shit like that. One thing that I was a little bit discouraged by was the fact that our progressive candidates, when I say our I mean like Democrats, the progressive candidates, the ones who are really like out there, Andrew Gillum and Beto O'Rourke and shit like that. The fact that they lost, like, I mean, they they were expected to be competitive and they had a chance to win. But for me, the idea of them winning, to me, would have signaled a, a very, very sharp, drastic turn in where the country was headed. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they lost was really discouraging for me, man. Like, I, I know that nobody really thought that Better O'Rourke would win in Texas. Tex, Texas is a, like, heavy red state, man. And he was close, and that's good, but I'm not a real big fan of, like, near near wins. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, he almost he won. Almost like did it. Like, oh, yeah, like, I, I, I mean, however many years down the road, we can look at this as, like, the moment where, like, a red state became kind of purple mm-hmm. because – because he had a really good showing and then maybe like however many years down the road maybe 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 Texas Texas could turn blue who knows but um the fact that he lost was discouraging to me man like because for me this year our progressive candidates like for us for having Abdul and him not him not winning and then better work losing and Andrew Gillum losing like it just lets me know that we're not quite where we need to be at yet. Nah, not and at it's, all. It's a little disappointing, man. Like, Andrew Gillum had a really good point where he mentioned that um, he wasn't saying that his opponent was racist, but that racist people think he's racist. <laughs> I thought that was a really good point. And his opponent had a had a moment where he said, uh, what's his name, DeSant- DeSantos? Something like that, yeah. Had a moment where he said, like, don't monkey this up. <laughs> like using that terminology referring to a black dude it's like it's You're asking for it one could yeah one could rationalize that he just don't know shit and he just use shitty terminology but i still feel like all that shit is like thinly veiled racist rhetoric and the fact that he could still win saying shit like that it's troubling but i like the fact that that Florida did the amendment to where they allowed the the felons to vote because I feel like that that I hope I'm not very optimistic but I hope that that's going to turn the tide in Florida because Florida has been a shit show since 2000 and I'm I'm hoping that Florida can now be up for discussion like right. it's it's not going to be completely red. It's not gonna be like, oh, you know, the rep, the 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 GOP candidate is probably gonna win because Florida always seems to decide everything. So like, if if um, uh, what's his name, um, 
if if Gillum lost by a small margin and the amendment to allow felons to vote passed and Rick Scott, who was the governor before in the story that I told earlier about the uh, giving people the right to vote back, Mm -hmm. he's no longer governor, but now he just got elected to the Senate by a slim margin. It makes me think that if those people had been allowed to vote, maybe he wouldn't have been elected to the Senate. Maybe Gillum would have won. And now they have the right to vote. Maybe Florida can not be such fuck shit. I mean, I mean, they haven't, (laughs) I mean, they haven't killed Zimmerman yet. So (laughs) there's still that. He's breathing the same air we breathe. It's a problem. Yeah. They're still, they're still allowing Zimmerman to exist, but I don't know. I, I want to be hopeful for Florida. I want to hope that they can get their shit together. So hopefully Florida will not uh, destroy everything in 2020. Dude, take a, a fire to a flame. Yeah. So what else do you have you want to talk about? Um, we pretty much covered the local shit. Uh, I didn't really have much else. Uh, that was just the voting stuff that we had locally. Other than that, I was kind of good, unless you had anything else. Um, not really. Um, I did kind of want <laughs> I did notice something. I want to know if you noticed this, too. Something that kind of annoys me. Everything annoys me. Um, <laughs> yeah, what doesn't annoy me? But, um, every time I go to the gas station, I want to go in there. I, I, actually, let me put this out here right quick. I love going to gas stations. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't know how. No, listen, listen, listen. I, so as a kid, my dad would always take me to gas stations. Like, hey, you want a Mountain Dew? You want some chips or whatever? He would always send me to gas stations. I like going to gas stations and getting snacks, drinks, all that kind of shit, right? As an adult, I like going to gas stations. I like getting fucking same shit. I, I don't really get snacks but like i like going in there and getting drinks and shit like that and it's something that i always do for my for my kids because i don't know i always thought it was cool when i was a kid to get snacks and drinks and shit like that so when i go to a gas station it'd be like hey michael what do you want like you want some chips you want pop tarts you want a, a gatorade whatever you know i like getting my kids shit at the gas station and it's kind of like evolved to a <laughs> to a place where like i like stand for gas stations like Oh man, that gas station got like a mad brick uh, setup. Looks like a little house and shit. I think gonna have like a mad good cooler in there. Where they got like mad drinks and all kinds of variety. They gonna have all kinds of, like I like going to gas stations. Like have mad options. You go in there like oh man, they got taquitos in here. <laughs> they got fucking breakfast sandwiches. Gas station you be going to? That's they got Speedway, man. nigga. Like Speedway, dog. Speedway is on point, dog. Speedway is like. The, the fucking Sam's Club of gas stations, dog. You go up at Speedway, you can yeah, get a breakfast sandwich, you can get a burger, you can get uh, coffee, you can get drinks, you can get snacks. Like, Speedway is dope. So I'm like a, like a huge kind of like gas station stand, man. I don't know. I, I like going to gas stations, dog. Dude. So I go, 
What? No, no, no. Continue, continue. No, so like, I like going to gas stations, man. Like, if it looks dope, I'll, I'll be driving by a spot, like, or I'll be in an area that I'm unfamiliar with, and I'm like, yo, that gas station look dope, dog. Like, they got a lot of shit in there, man. Like, I want to go in there, like, let me see what they got. <laughs> I like going to gas stations, man. So, um, I don't know, man. So, I like going to gas stations, but... um. <laughs> Wait, you going to want to have a bad experience? No, no, no. So one thing I don't like about going to gas stations is why when I go in gas stations, right? So I go in there. I'm like, let me get this. Let me get like a good ass water. Let me get this snack for my kids. Let me get these things or whatever. Let me hop in this line. Niggas who buy fucking lottery tickets be fucking up my gas station experience, dog. Dog. <laughs> they be over there like. I have seen motherfuckers in gas stations buy like $30 worth of scratch-offs. And the motherfuckers be buying lottery tickets, be holding the line up so bad. Man, I hate that. I stopped going to a gas station by my job because of that shit, dude. There was only one guy in there, and he was older, and he would would take forever running, running fucking lottery tickets, dog. I don't even like going. First off, I have the opposite feeling. I hate going to gas stations, just period. <laughs> and then I hate going to gas stations that don't have the card reader on the fucking pump. Cause now I got to go inside this motherfucker. Like my whole purpose was to avoid people interaction. <laughs> and I got to go in. And if I want to get a fill up, I got to use my card. And then how does that shit Fuck. work? Right. How does that shit work when, you know, I, I got to get cash back? Like, dog, I hate going in the gas station. But it seemed like you're... Your love of gas station stems from, you know, probably with your dad and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it just kind of came. Yeah. And then I don't have kids either. I like so. going there and, like, seeing what they got and, like, <laughs> see what my options are. You like, like, you're on a field I trip get, and shit. I, I can get a wife beater. <laughs> I can get a hoodie. I, I can get a Detroit t-shirt. get you a white, a white, a white tee, a tiger's hat. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> this just tripped me out, dog. I was in the De Samiro podcast and Miro called, so what we call wife beaters, <laughs> this nigga called a, he said it was called a guinea t-shirt. A guinea? Guinea t-shirt. It's like a, it's like a racial term for like, uh, Italians and shit. Like, uh. I've never heard that shit, though. Yeah, like a guinea is like a, it's like a slur for like Italians and shit. Like, like in The Godfather, if you watch The Godfather, they'll call each other, they might call somebody a guinea. He said he called it a guinea t-shirt and he was trying to be, he was trying to be correct because he thought the wife beater was uh, politically incorrect. Like, so he called it a guinea t-shirt as they hit the problematic, the problematic alarm. Like, yo, he's called a guinea t-shirt, like guinea. Like it's a fucking racial slur and shit. But anyway, I like going to gas stations and shit, man. And fucking people buying lottery tickets be fucking me up, dog. Like, they be having whole separate lines and shit. Duh, and the line ridiculous. be long as fuck. And they be like, yeah, we get, uh, the, like, the scratch-offs and shit. And the motherfuckers be two, three, four, five dollars a piece and be like, and they're, or, they're organized like a bingo card. Like, let me get B1, B5, C7, 8, you know, D10. And be like... Why are you buying forty dollars worth of scratch off uh, tickets? That shit is ridiculous. Dude. Like your ass gonna stay poor, dog. Like you out here spending gonna, forty dollars on scratch off. You gonna win five or ten one day, twenty one day, and you never gonna get the amount which you've actually put into that shit. 
So he's just ass out. Maybe just use it for entertainment purposes. But yeah, man, that shit is nuts to me. And I gotta stay here in this long ass line. I've never gone into a. I've never gone into anything feeling like I got time to spend. Like I'm always in there. No, like let me go in your- here. Let me get my fucking essentia water. Nah, <laughs> Some fucking pop tarts for my son out. and a fucking five hour. I've already spent time calculating how much it's going to cost. So I got the exact change ready. Like I'm doing the math in my head. Like it's going to cost me $10.30. I got $10.50 nah, in my hand ready for my 20 cent change back. And I'm standing here long as fuck because this motherfucker is buying $40 of fucking lottery tickets. He's standing here with some fucking slides on with ashy ass ankles. <laughs> like, like, you Dude. ain't gonna win shit. You gonna stay broke. Like, and you gonna stay broke because you out here spending $40 on scratch offs. Like, man, I don't know. Uh, motherfuckers spend, motherfuckers in the hood spend mad money on scratch offs, dog. Like, I, I don't know if you noticed it at all. Like, if you go into I mean, like, I see CBS, them bought, but I never noticed it. Like, it was like a. I know a lottery epidemic or some shit. Man, like I don't, I don't like I said, I don't know your experience, but like in my experience in the hood, like going to not just gas stations, like CVS, shit like that, motherfuckers will spend thirty for. There's fucking twenty dollars scratch offs in that bitch. They'll spend thirty, forty dollars on scratch offs. Ten once, but I don't think I've won over that. Man, I was on some old extra cash in my pocket shit. It'd be the ashiest looking niggas spending forty dollars on scratch offs, like. You could have spent that forty dollars on shit to feed your family, nigga. If you out here, your ankles looking like that, and you out here in fucking slides and and I don't know what the I don't know what the fuck you wearing, but you look broke as fuck. You up in here broke as fuck, spending forty dollars on scratch offs. You gonna stay broke? Like that's just your life. You just gonna be broke. That's not like some old gentrification shit. Yeah, and I'm trying to get in and out. Like, yo, let me get. I'm buying seven dollars worth of shit. Like, here I got my seven dollars in my hand. Like, here's my seven. Cash me out. Let me go. And I gotta wait long as fuck because lottery mu- lottery buying motherfuckers be in line buying in line buying so much shit, dog. Like, man, I had a guy that was in front of nuts. me. He would bought some tickets. Then he had a stack of tickets. He wanted them to scan to see if they were winners and shit. So I'm just sitting there back like, come on the fuck on, dude. You could have waited for that shit, dude. Re- ridiculous. Uh, dog, lottery motherfuckers, dog. It's a lot of people putting a whole lot of money into that shit and a whole lot of hope. <laughs> and wasting a whole lot of money and a whole lot of my time <laughs> trying to trying to cash out on some lottery tickets, dog. To me, like, I always looked at scratch-offs as like, Ain't this just supposed to be like one or two dollars a piece? And they be like, "Yeah, let me get B seven. I'm like, "Yo, that should say twenty dollars." Like, did you just buy a twenty dollars scratch off? Like, right. a twenty dollars yeah. scratch off? What? Like, it's not enough entertainment in in anything for me to buy a twenty dollars scratch off. I did a ten before, but I'm not going more than that. Not at all. Random ass side note, like. I mentioned earlier I've been watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy seemingly every day. I'm, I'm like heavy into it now, man. <laughs> and uh, my daughter, again, two years old, <laughs> was like, I could just imagine now. Ask me why I'm watching this shit. I'm like, I'm, I'm just watching for fun. 
And then Michael was like, are you ever going to go on Jeopardy? I'm like, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going on Jeopardy. Are you kidding me? Jeopardy hey. is the only time in my life where I feel dumb. Like, like I mentioned earlier, I was like, when we were off mic, I was like, at work, I'm like, anytime I go into a room, I know I'm smarter than 90% of the people in the room. So I'm already coming in with like, give me my props. Like, at least listen to me. I be watching Jeopardy feeling dumb as fuck, dog. Like, man, Jeopardy makes me feel so stupid, man. But I love Jeopardy, man. I've been watching it every day lately. I don't know why. But I've been getting, I've been getting better at it. I haven't I, caught it lately, though. But if I do get a chance to get home and sit down, I would definitely watch it. Uh, speaking of watching shit, did you watch Daredevil? No. Have you watched Daredevil at all? I watched first season. Okay. Um, Season two is dope because it has Punisher on it. But overall, it's not Punisher. that great. Season three was lit. All the, the the seasons after what I've watched in different play, different shows have been dope. Uh, I hear Ozark is fucking awesome right now. Uh, I heard that too, but I, it's going to be a while before I get to that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm still in season six of the Shield. Okay, I was about to say, where are you at on the Shield? Yeah. So six. Season. So you got seven left, right? Season seven, not season seven. Seasons. Yeah, season yeah. seven. So looking forward to getting this uh, series. Though. It's like it's not boring me or anything. It's just I just know a bunch of bad shits about to pop off. So I mean, it already started. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm ready to finish that one. Then, uh, like I told you. The season finale of The Shield is widely heralded as the best season finale of all That's time. I, I hear it's dope. And it's not a thing where it's like, oh, crazy shit happened. It just it just wraps up well. It's, it's, it's a good ending. So I think you'll enjoy it. So I'm, I'm glad because, like, that's my favorite show of all time. Well, it's my second favorite show of all time. I'm going to try to. After try, Game of Thrones. I'm going to try to knock out some episodes tomorrow night. And then once I get I ain't got shit up. So I think I'm just going to come straight home and throw that on. Yeah, Watch do that, man. It's dope. Trying to get ready. I might might be going to the uh, um, Michigan State, Ohio State game this weekend. So we'll see how that goes. Speaking uh, of that, we can talk about that a little bit, too. What's that? College football. Like, not overall, but Michigan, dog. Michigan is fucking balling, dude. Michigan performing out here, man. Michigan is fucking balling. I mean, there's nothing the bad thing you can say about them. They are fucking balling, dude. They're performing, man. And I will be so happy if they can beat Ohio State. I'll be so happy, man. So, so yeah, they've been, they've been performing, man. I'm happy. So that'll be what well, not two weekends in a row. So they I think uh Michigan State plays Ohio State this weekend. I don't know who Michigan plays next weekend. Then that following weekend, Saturday after Black Friday, uh that'll be that Ohio State Michigan game. No, yeah. So that should be a good one. Yeah, I'll, I'll be ready for that. I'll be I'll be ready to watch. Now is that. that one of them games where you you uh you need to stay home and watch, or you can go out? You going out and about? No, nah, I go out. I go out and about. The only thing I don't watch in public is Pistons games. Pistons. Oh, okay. And even then, it's it's only important Pistons games. So yeah, this shit early now. So. Yeah, I, I watch Michigan games in in public. I watched um. Uh, shit, I can't remember who they played, but I watched. The game, I think, two weeks ago in public at uh, that Bakersfield taco joint. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How'd you like that place? 
it was it was decent. Like I I thought that overall the the food was solid, but I thought the I thought their guac was fire. Like their guac was on point, dog. That was some good ass guac. But I'm a I'm a big cilantro fan, and their guac was heavy on cilantro. Yeah, so. it's like the more cilantro, the better shit is to me. So same. I'm like keep piling that shit on. Shit. Yep. So yeah, heavy cilantro guac. I, I fuck with it. So yeah, that was good. Um, it's funny, my. Uh, so you know, there's a there's people that they can't eat cilantro. Yeah, it's just it's like soap. Yeah. So my wife is one of those people. Sad. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know how I married that chick. Yeah. Um, Disappointing. <laughs> But yeah, that shit tastes great to me, so I'll add it any fucking thing I can. Hey, cilantro is just a an herb. It's like a, a a side effect. If you if if you if you marry somebody who's like, yeah, I don't like pizza. Okay, well, yeah, then it's like we about to reconsider watch. this yeah. marriage. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I definitely pizza agree. whole ass food. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know if I could trust anybody that just don't like pizza. Like, are you putting on for the for the gram? Like, what the fuck do you mean <laughs> you don't like pizza? How the fuck does that happen? So. Yeah, so, I mean, that's all I got, man. The lottery ticket shit just irritated me, man. Because I'm like, I'm trying to get to the gas station. I'm trying to get in and out. Like, what y'all got up in here? Oh, y'all got this. Y'all got that. Oh, let me cop this shit and get up out of here. <laughs> like, Speedway be having breakfast sandwiches and shit. Oh, speaking of breakfast sandwiches. Did you try it? Yeah. So how was that motherfucker? <laughs> it was lit, nigga. <laughs> I, it was lit, I, dog. I seen it, and I didn't get it. Um, but I'm definitely going to try it. So is it sausage, bacon? So it's it's two two sausage patties, bacon, egg, and... Mm, excuse me. Whatever, whatever bread you choose, so... And you did what? Biscuit, the, uh, McGriddle. McGriddle, okay. No, I did um, uh, McMuffin because um, I'm trying to shift into a like a keto diet. Okay. Because I'm fat as fuck, so a keto diet is heavy, is very, very low carb, and it'll, it only allows you 50 carbs a day. Hmm. And the McGriddle is like... 46 or 48 too much and the uh, McMuffin is like 32 so I was like I'll try it get the 32 and see what happens so um, I'm hiccuping uh, crazy but um yeah it's lit they need to to put shit (laughs) (laughs) they need to keep that shit regular shit I want to make griddle soap so fucking bad, man. Yeah, that's my problem. And I be out late and shit, man. And I be eating. That shit fucks me up every time. Not fucks me up, but it fucks. I just it fucks up me just um, not being fat or whatever. Because yeah, I stopped at fucking Coney last night. You know some dumb shit too. Fucking cheeseburger and a Coney dog, man. That's like fattest shit ever. And I sat outside because I was hungry as fuck and ate the Coney, and then. Unwrap the cheeseburger so I can ride home eating that shit. Man, I felt like a fat bitch yesterday, dog. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, um, at work we have uh, the ability to basically get wherever the fuck we want. And um, 
they have a salad bar, and I hit up the salad bar yesterday, and I put maybe, like, nigga, you could count it on your hands, the amount of, <laughs> the amount of lettuce that I put in that bitch, <laughs> it's like nine individual fucking lettuce leaves, <laughs> and then I threw on, like, mad ham, chicken, bacon, Blue cheese, like all kinds of shit, man. This salad was so goddamn good. Like, and the only reason I put the lettuce in, the only reason I put the lettuce in, is because niggas was watching, watching. <laughs> like I didn't want nobody asking me, like, "Yo, you just got a big ass bowl of like meat and cheese?" <laughs> like, hey, well, it is what it is, man. That shit was so good, dog. They fucking at work, man. I fucking. Uh, Salad bar, the meat shit is is like big chunks of meat. It's not like fucking slices of shit. It's like big ass cubes of ham and chicken and like turkey. A bowl, a, a bowl of meat with dressing and shit. Yeah, like and bacon bits, not like bacon bits like the ones that's whack, like real bacon bits. So I'm just piling that piling that shit on. It's like all fucking protein and. Fucking meat and shit and blue cheese and shit, all that, all that kind of shit. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to pack my diet with um, greens and and protein. Protein. That's admirable. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not really fucking with any of that, any of that kind of shit. But um, the triple stack or whatever it's called. I was like, yeah, I got to try it. If I get I up early to. enough to stop, I'll probably start, try one. And when I went there, it said it was, you can get it all day. Oh. I assumed it was a breakfast shit. You can get it all day. So, theoretically, you can get it right now. I'm not trying to encourage you to leave your house and get, get it, but I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can yeah, if you so choose. I'll let you know. Yeah, it was dope. All right, well, shit, let's uh, wrap up. Uh, I don't have any other parting words other than I guess we'll just see y'all motherfuckers next week. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see y'all motherfuckers next week. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs>